Hello, and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 66 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is the history of the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck. So, let's begin. Again, we're going to be talking about the history of the world's most popular tarot deck, the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And I've brought on a very special guest, my friend Sasha Graham, who is the author of the upcoming book, Llewellyn's Complete Book of the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot, A Journey Through the History, Meaning, and Use of the World's Most Famous Tarot Deck. Welcome, Sasha. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here today. I'm so excited to dig in and talk about a little history with you. Yay! And, you know, speaking of excitement, you know, the book is going to be epic. So I, of course, want to know, before we even ask these questions about history, what inspired you to write it? Well, actually, Llewellyn, this book is part of a Llewellyn series, which is the Llewellyn's Complete Book of. So they have in this series the Llewellyn Complete Book of chakras, astrology, even general tarot. They approached me and asked if I would be interested in writing the complete book of the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot. And, of course, I was like in a hot second, yes. So, so it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't come from me. It came from them. It was. It was their request. I think it's going to be a really important book because so many of us are huge fans of this deck, and so many modern tarot decks are based on the imagery of the Rider Waite Smith deck. And you know, I, I love a lot of these new decks, but I always end up going back to the Rider Waite Smith deck because it's so reliable. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it, it's it's it is just it's like going back to you know and, and it's not obviously the Rider Waite Smith deck is not the first tarot deck. It's not right. the original tarot deck, but it is the deck that it for me it's the same thing. I, it's the deck I return to again and again and again. Yeah, I always say when I use another deck that I'm cheating on it, <laughs> and <laughs> then I always go back to the you know the original one. Yeah. So what are some typical facts that you think people should know about the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck? Some typical facts? That's a great question. Uh, I, I think one of the most interesting things when you're looking at the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is that you're actually dealing with an object that was created in 1909, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, when we're playing with the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, it's actually an art object that's springing out of London in the, at the height of modernism, right? Pamela Coleman Smith, the illustrator of this deck, was an artist and she uh, was a contemporary and friends with a great deal of amazing artists and writers. And so when we're working with the deck, we're actually, it's, it's, I always equate it to almost like working with a Picasso uh, painting. You know, it's an art object in addition to being a fortune-telling device. And looking at it from that standpoint, I think, is really, really fascinating. It connects us with that really kind of intriguing point in time, uh, which was, you know, London and Paris at the height of um, modernism, which is really exciting. Yeah, awesome. So what are some of the surprising things you discovered about this deck during your research? Because I know you researched the heck out of this. 
I did, and the research was really extraordinary. It took me to some incredible, incredible places, and I got to actually, you know, um, uh, 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 work with the actual objects created by by Pamela and Wait. What I think is, for me, which what was very compelling and interesting is going to the root of what their point was. What was Arthur Waite doing? And what was Pamela Coleman Smith doing when they created this deck? What 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 provoked him to write this text, you know, and I and Tarot it's so expansive now and there's so many books about what the archetypes mean and the tarot cards mean and they're absolutely wonderful, right? Because every tarot card essentially is bottomless in meaning. But I was really curious to find out where he, where Arthur Waite was coming from when he created this deck. And he wrote the pictorial key, and there's a very, just not only the pictorial key, but all of the occult texts that he wrote are, are very confusing to read, and you really have to unpack, like, every sentence. Mm-hmm. So for, for myself, it was an extraordinary experience to deconstruct everything that he wrote about the tarot to get at the heart of what lay underneath it all. And what lays underneath is his relationship uh, to divinity, which it was just, it was like unwrapping a gift. <laughs> I love that. You know, and it, 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 it was an extraordinary experience. And, and the funny thing is when you look at ancient occult or older occult texts that are confusing to read, and you could even look at something like uh, the Bible as being one of those things. If you're looking at, at a, a spiritual uh, subject, which is written either in code or in poetry or in dense language, deconstructing it, finding out what lies at the heart of it, um, you kind of come at what the source of that spiritual teaching is in your own fresh and new way it's kind of like when you're doing the I Ching Mm -hmm. that's you know a complete you have to go through a lot of stages to get to the divinatory part so when you finally reach it it really resonates with you it really means something with you so so going to the heart of of what weight was after when he created the deck and when he created the text was an extraordinary experience for me where are some of the places that people could maybe look at some of these original drawings and things where did you go okay oh so this is this is so exciting and for anybody out there who's listening for anyone who's interested in the history of the occult in the history of the rider Waite smith deck or any tarot deck be it the Marseille or the Visconti Sforza deck. Uh, I live in New York City, so I have access to all of the museums. And most museums also have libraries uh, that you can sometimes access on your own. So I was able to physically, you know, go into the Morgan Library. I was able to physically walk into the New York uh, Public Library and get into some of their specialized collections. Doing that, I was able to look at uh, uh, documents and original drawings that Pamela Coleman Smith um, had created and that and a few weight documents as well. So it's a, it's an ama- it, you can um, kind of talk your way in to specialized collections if you have access to museums or libraries like that in your city. However, every single day, more institutions are digitizing their their specialized collections. Right, every museum, mm-hmm. every library. There's so much in their archives that they can never put out on display, but what everyone is doing now is digitizing, digitally scanning. So you can actually do so much research 
on your own. You know, for instance, new, just newspaper research. Newspaper archives are an amazing way to do research and find out. So anyone who's interested, and there's still so many secrets and so many things to be discovered about the history of tarot. If that's your, if that's your jam, if you like that, get into museums, digital archives, and just explore away. Who knows what you'll uncover? It's really exciting when you find something that you know no other tarot person maybe has seen, and you can recognize it for what it is, but mm-hmm. maybe the librarian didn't know what it was. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's a really exciting, fun kind of mystery any of us can solve from home at our computers. That's so good to know because I think there are some people who maybe they can't get to New York or the museums, but to know that you know this information is out there um, can help them to really further their studies and get into the research because it is exciting to find out all this old arcane information, right? Yes, yes, and it's not so, and people who, people who love to sort of uncover these mysteries, right, it's museums, it's libraries, and then it's also the libraries of uh, higher education universities. For instance, uh, Yale has a huge collection. Um, I don't know that it's digitized yet, mm-hmm. um, but this is the funny thing. With the, digital, with the digitalization, things become available every day, so it's worth checking back. Uh, uh, to look for to look for things. So, yeah, you want to look at university collections, museums, and libraries for sure, and they're all available online. That's so cool. I, you got to admit, the, having this stuff online is really quite convenient, and it's really opening up the world of the Rider Waite Smith deck for everybody. And I really love that. It's fantastic. You know, for instance, just recently I came across, you know, uh, the tarot is referenced, as most of us know, in T.S. Eliot's Wasteland. And that's always very exciting, right? There's another piece of like modern, a piece of modern art uh, that is involving the tarot. And it's very exciting to think about why, you know, he might have included that. Well, just recently, I found a digitized copy of Ezra Pound's edit notes on the wasteland and so you see how Ezra was actually making notes about the use of the tarot in the poem and that's an example of 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 anything be it tarot or any kind of literature um, arts and letters of the of the artists that we love it's so exciting to go in and you start to pick apart the process and look at it a lot closer it's so fun so you know let's talk about some of the myths of the Rider Waite Smith deck Okay. Because we've already talked about, you know, some of the ways you've discovered things and some facts that people should know. But, you know, I think there's always a lot of myths about tarot and decks. So what are some of the myths about the Rider-Waite-Smith deck that you would like to straighten out once and for all? Oh, that's a good question. So, all right, so I'm not going to talk about a generalized tarot myth, um, but let's, you're asking me to keep this specific to the Rider-Waite-Smith yeah. deck. I think one of the very interesting, uh, it's not necessarily that it's a myth, but I think that people probably are surprised when they find out that the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, the illustrator Pamela Coleman-Smith, this was just one job in a series of so many pieces of art that she produced throughout the course of her life. She was an incredible uh, artist who who created so many pieces of work, and I don't think she really gave the tarot much thought, and I'm sure that she never would have, actually Arthur Waite, too, would never have realized that this is the, 
this was the thing that would keep that that would make them famous that would sell millions and millions of copies uh both of them passed away without ever sort of hitting it big so to speak uh, so it's an interesting it's an interesting thing when us uh, we lovers of the writer weight to deck um and we're so ingrained in her imagery but but to her it was just a job mm. you know so that that i think is a very interesting thing to consider um I know one of the big myths about about tarot, and it could be applied to the Rider Waite Smith deck, is that they were Egyptian in origin, and that's just not the case at all. And the the Golden Dawn, who is the secret society, obviously that uh, Waite and Pamela were a part of, um, would pay heed to Egyptian symbolism because it was all of the rage back in that time period. Um, but none of that is specific. Tarot didn't derive from any any form of anything in Egypt. And I'm trying to think of another uh, myth. Can you think of another myth specific to the Rider-Waite-Smith deck that people assume? Well, I think that those you've covered two really good ones that I think will about the Rider-Waite-Smith deck and just about tarot in general that I think um, the audience will appreciate. Uh, but I've, you've got me really thinking about Pamela Coleman-Smith now, so let's make this our final question. Okay. Um, because I think there's a great deal of mystery around, speaking of myth, but let's talk about mystery. There's a lot of mystery around her. And like you said, she was an artist who, you know, was just doing a job. But what what should people know about her? What do we need to know about Pamela Coleman-Smith? Because okay. I think I, she's really under-recognized, under Right. Yeah, I mean, I it, well, and and the reason, even the fact that we were calling it now the Rider Waite Smith deck, right, rather than just the Rider Waite deck, which was originally when it was first published, it was just the Rider Waite deck. Rider was the publishing company. Waite, obviously, Arthur Waite is the occultist who created the deck, and so it's in later versions and um, and giving Pamela the credit that she deserves that they now call it the Rider Waite Smith deck. One of the, I think, the most exciting things to understand about Pamela, and even though this tarot deck was not maybe something of great impact or importance to her, what she did and who she was at her heart was a storyteller. She worked in the theater. She acted in the theater. She created uh, uh, stage sets. She had private press magazines. She designed costumes. She designed posters. She illustrated books. She uh, dressed up like a gypsy fortune teller, and she would put on evenings of, of uh, Jamaican folk tales where she would entertain people in her home, and she would hire herself out to be the entertainment at people's parties. She would do live readings of uh, W.B. Yeats's work. And at the, at the end of the day, no matter what art form she was engaged in, the heart of it, the heart of what she did was storytelling. Whether it was theater, whether it was it was visual art, it was it would always go back to the story. And she wrote a couple of articles, and and that's what she goes back to again and again and again is storytelling. And when we're reading tarot, that's exactly what we're doing. Whether mm-hmm. we're telling ourselves the story of our life, whether we're, we're telling someone else their story when we're reading for another person, um, it goes back to the very heart. Of, of what she did and what she was all about and what she cared about most. And I love, the, I, I love the fact that she would dress up almost like a gypsy and she would entertain people. And I think that, that we each do exactly the same thing when we're interacting and interfacing with her cards and with her evocative artwork. Um, 
So so I think that that's just one of the most beautiful things you can consider that that when we read cards, we're reaching back to a tradition um, that is much older than ourselves. And and so every time we flip one of her cards, we're we're stepping back in time and 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 paying heed to those who have gone before. Mm, that's so beautiful. <laughs> so, so really beautiful and you know, such a great tribute to the woman behind the deck. And I just love the fact that she is getting her name on the deck now and getting recognized as she should. Yes, yes. This, I think, and this is going to be a big year for Pamela Coleman Smith. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Yeah. So speaking of women getting recognition, what are some other books that you've written and where can people buy them? Mm. Well, thank you for asking. I uh, I have written a bunch of other books. I've written a book called Tarot Diva. I've written a book called 365 Tarot Spreads, which gives you a tarot spread for every single day of the year. So when you want to play with your cards and you've kind of run out of questions, you can go to that book. Um, and it also gives you lots of good, fun pieces of occult information. And then I wrote 365 Tarot Spells, which is all about casting and creating magic in your life with the tarot deck. Every one of those books are all available, including uh, the pre-order for my new book is available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Of course, you can always support your local bookstores and indie bookstores by going right into your favorite bookseller and pre-ordering the book through them. Uh, and you can find other information on my website, SashaGram.com. You can find me on Facebook, Sasha Graham, and uh, Sasha Tarot Diva on Instagram. So I'm pretty Googleable, and it's pretty easy to find me. Absolutely, and people, you should be following her because Sasha is amazing. So, Sasha, thank you so much for spending some time with me today to talk about the history of the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot, and I am so excited for this book. Cannot wait. Thank you. I'm so excited, too. I can't wait to see it out, and thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And a reminder that you can find Sasha at SashaGraham.com. You can also check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, and hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, lots of other good things for you guys to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a sweet review on iTunes because that's going to help more tarot curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And as always, I love to sign off by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story but you write the ending. <laughs>